So today we're going to look at what's up with WhatsApp. There's been a lot of public confusion and backlash around a WhatsApp update and really concerns about data sharing with its Facebook owners. And this has resulted in them pushing back a privacy policy update. It was initially going to prompt users on February 8 to accept updated terms to continue using the app, but it's now extended that deadline to May 15, largely, I think, because of the outcry. WhatsApp, I think we know, is widely used in Namibia and further afield, but many, perhaps most people, don't read the small print when they sign up. The data sharing announcement prompted many users to flee WhatsApp for other messaging apps like Signal and Telegram. But it's a complex issue for most users, including myself as a non-user of Facebook. So here today with me to help us understand this in the context of data protection in general and the power of big tech more specifically is Frederico Links. Frederico chairs the Action Namibia Coalition and he's also written extensively on the subject. I'm Gwen Lister, your host of this 23rd podcast of the NMT's Free Speak podcast series in which we talk about all things media. So welcome, Frederico, and thanks for making time to discuss this very important issue. Mm. Thank you, Gwen. Maybe let's get right to it as briefly as possible. Uh, could you share with us what this new WhatsApp privacy policy is really all about in layman's mm. terms? Yes. Um, so there's been a lot of, I mean, as you point out, there's been confusion. And this confusion is driven by misinformation um, and the mishandling of the public relations around this updated privacy policy. Um WhatsApp has now, so, and Facebook have now tried to um, counter this by issuing a statement. And you can get the statement um, at, if you Google um, WhatsApp privacy policy, right. um, which, I mean, WhatsApp has had to pay Google for to, if you Google WhatsApp now, what comes up is that privacy policy because okay. of this backlash over this, this updated privacy policy. But if you go to the statement, you'll see that, um, you know, the, 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 this updated privacy policy is um, largely affects businesses who want to, who, who interact with WhatsApp users. Okay. Um, it is to make, um, to, to give the, if you as a user, WhatsApp user, interact with a business through a, WhatsApp, a business's WhatsApp account, um, that it, it allows that business to uh, use whatever data comes out of that interaction um, in, in their marketing um, and, and to try and promote products to you, whatever. You know, so, so it's largely affecting uh, a WhatsApp user's interactions with a, a, a business that uses WhatsApp to reach its, cli okay. to reach its clients. It doesn't affect anything else. Your other private, uh, your groups, WhatsApp groups, or your interactions, one-on-one -on -one interactions with other people. With other people, um, so that's that remains the same. Okay. Um, so there's no there's no um, sharing of your data with Facebook um, as 
a lot of this this information this misinformation um has that has spread around ironically on whatsapp and okay. i've received you know sort of uh, uh these whatsapp messages of screenshots and everything um uh, with capitalized statements and sentences talking about how facebook is going to sell your your data and how it's the surveillance uh, uh, how your privacy will be compromised how your data will be made your will be made accessible to, uh, for surveillance purposes so so on i mean i have i've received some of this from from people um i mean um who i would have thought would you know would go further and look at some of this um um even uh, communications people right um and i mean if if you go to the whatsapp statement on on if you google that just google whatsapp privacy policy they explain exactly what's going what it's about what it's about mm-hmm. um but i mean uh, just to 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 reiterate again this is about whatsapp and facebook having mismanaged the communication the pr around communication this. around this okay. the specific this update to its policy okay um so your encrypted communication will not be compromised okay. this is what they're saying will not be compromised in any way. WhatsApp for private use remains as it's always been. Um it's just as I said uh, and as they point out in the statement it's just to to enable them to um create better data for for instance business clients uh, who use WhatsApp to reach customers. Um so that's where the data um the data sharing issue comes okay. in. between so, individuals and and businesses. Okay, so it's good for people to know that really this is mostly about businesses and mm. not about private individuals on WhatsApp. Yes. But that having been said, Frederico, in the case of people like me who aren't on Facebook, what does this new policy mean to us? Because I gather if you aren't on Facebook, you can't access WhatsApp at all. Can you speak to that? No, I mean that that is not it's what's not going true. to happen. No. Okay. Um as i said i mean everything remains according to the whatsapp statement and explanations they're now providing everything remains the same all right um okay. and and the 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 wall between whatsapp and facebook remains in place no right. whatsapp uh, data is being shared with facebook except when it concerns business except that that no that's specific to whatsapp Correct. to businesses using whatsapp so okay. it's not businesses using facebook or so okay. on okay um um so um so so that relationship your your private encrypted communications on whatsapp nothing is affected according to that whatsapp statement okay um and we have to take their word for it okay. i mean they they sound earnest in the statement they sound okay. as if um they just want to clarify this um and i mean i'm 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 i'll take them at at their, at their word. word um but i mean of course if you want to question it and and you know want to find out if it's really what they're saying it is i suggest you make contact with whatsapp and really um, yeah and, you know and, and and try and get clarity but as i understand it over the next because this little this updated policy now only will come into effect sometime in may um so i we i fully expect whatsapp um and facebook to use the next few months to roll out a a a a an extensive communication um, to explain more properly campaign to around 
what is busy happening right um why this is happening um to follow on from the statement they've already issued and the FAQs they've 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 put online um the frequently asked questions that they've received around this and the answers they've provided um so then you can see um I suspect we'll see greater depth provided in terms of those concerns that people have raised. Um, but at the moment, I mean, what they've already said is um, your private communications won't be affected. Will, will not be compromised. Yeah. Because obviously, Frederica, I mean, most people accept that really WhatsApp has appealed to users uh, primarily because uh, it guarantees the safety of their communications through end-to-end -end encryption. So as soon as people, I think, heard about this, uh, they immediately, it, it set up panic, let's mm. face it. Uh, and what you're telling me is actually that there aren't as many dangers lurking behind this move, if you like, um, and, and there's nothing more sinister at play with, mm. this, with, with this thing. But I think, I mean, I, I think this is, as, as I said, this is part of this whole how misinformation has poisoned people's minds. Right. Um, and, and especially the misinformation that has come across platforms like WhatsApp. Right, ironically. and led to all this confusion. Exactly. Yeah. That, that people now see, you know, sort of sinister intent lurking in, in, in anything, in everything. Yeah. Um, where, you know, in the past, um, policies have been, privacy policies have been updated and the sort of outcry wasn't wasn't there right but now you know after a year of all sorts of uh, mis and disinformation spreading via whatsapp via facebook via all via all other social media platforms people are sort of in that um people are confused people are sensitive about what they're seeing um and and people are easily uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, herded into this panicked mode. Uh, mode. Yeah. Um, and 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 you've already seen them. Millions of people have already migrated off exactly um, to other off of WhatsApp to other apps. messaging yes. apps, uh, encrypted messaging apps. Yes. Um, and some of them aren't as encrypted as WhatsApp. As you th uh, yeah. exactly. That's another point, Frederica. Just briefly, don't you think, to a large extent, what's fueling? Um, what you also say is a lot of disinformation, but a lot of confusion, perhaps genuine confusion in many cases, is the fact that WhatsApp said that European users, for example, won't see any changes to their data, even if they agree to the terms. So, again, I think, don't you think people are asking why is there this difference in approach and potential impact, perhaps, on WhatsApp users in different parts of the world. Mm. So, I mean, I think that's where um, data protection laws come right. in. So Europe has uh, the general data protection regulation, which is sort of the standard setting, strong um, uh, standard setting data protection um, framework, which everyone else is now looking to because it, it, it really provides uh, for adequate, at this stage, uh, privacy and data or a, a, relevantly, a, rel a relatively adequate um, data privacy protection. Um, so, and, and that's why. So uh, what that, what that uh, it doesn't change for Europeans, what, what that means is that um, actually WhatsApp can't change as much 
um, to their privacy policy, um, are, you know, within the Euro for users within the European Union okay. because okay. of the GDPR. Right. But because such stringent uh, uh, privacy protections, data protections aren't in place in other places, the US and everywhere else, um, There's you know, they can they, they, they are making these changes. Right. But in Europe, WhatsApp sort of stays okay. unchanged. Get that. It's just in the rest of the world that, that we will now be faced with this, this, this these new changes to the privacy policy. Okay. Um, just uh, perhaps briefly a reminder to everybody that you're listening to Free Speak, a podcast of the Namibia Media Trust. So please check out a variety of our pro podcasts on SoundCloud. Uh, Frederica, we'll get to the question of data because it's a very important one just in a few seconds. Uh, just briefly, though, you talk about business and WhatsApp. Now, WhatsApp has become more than a messaging app. It's also used by media. For example, here in Namibia, in our local context, um, the Vintuk Observer is among many media houses that puts out an online newspaper on this platform. So what are the implications from this perspective? Because that's conceivably mm. a, business a business enterprise. Um, and by association, obviously, this may affect the public's ability to access information and communicate via these platforms with those mm. online media can yeah. you just briefly speak to that yeah so i mean uh, i i'm also just you know sort of basing what i'm saying on 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 the st statements that i've read from from whatsapp and articles that i've read on on this issue um so how i understand what's busy happening is um the vantuk observer for instance will have access to um if it's if it's paying for if it's actually paying whatsapp for a broadcast channel, right? For a business broadcast channel, then it will have access to data related to to the people who use um, who use that channel to interact with the Vintuk Observer. Um, so um, and and to you know what the data points are that the these businesses will have access to. I'm, I'm, I, I can't say. Okay. Um, we'll probably you know, hear statements about this going forward from WhatsApp and Facebook. But um, it's, a, it, it, as I understand it, it's meant to um, allow these businesses to have a more efficient, um, to, to have an, a more efficient channel to be able to monetize, to make okay. money off. Okay. Um, and for WhatsApp also to then monetize these relations um, and to, to, you know, to provide sort of in, 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 in the vein of, of Facebook's efficient use of your, of your data to sell, um, uh, to sell, you know, to, to, to the way they do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. to, to businesses to, to generate okay. ads and ad revenue. Okay. Um, I think it's the same sort of thinking, how to efficiently, how to more effectively monetize WhatsApp and WhatsApp, the, the business channels to 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 make generate revenue for 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 the platform for this messaging platform um so that's that's what i think but uh, that's what i think is busy happening uh, there's a drive to for facebook to generate more revenue out of this this uh, this out of the whatsapp um enterprise um and i mean uh, in itself that's not 
anything sinister. Probably, okay. Um, and it's to allow the people who who the, the businesses who buy these channels, right. to, who buy who buy into these platforms, um, and use them for business purposes, for promotion and marketing, and generating income as well. Okay. Um, to to also then generate more income. Okay. Um, and and to you know, in, in that way to have WhatsApp then right. also generate more income from, okay. from so these businesses. Up to now, basically, it's been, in, in a sense, a free-for-all for business, in the sense that, for example, the Eventic Observer, and I speak under mm. correction here, but presumably their online newspaper they put out on WhatsApp and the ad revenue that accrues all goes to them. So right now, I suppose, in this new uh, policy... Um, WhatsApp will get a slice of the pie. Is that the idea? Yeah, I mean, they they always get Have a slice that. of the pie, right? Because I mean, um, but now I think I mean it's it's to 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 improve that business relationship, right? To um, not just in terms of the advert, the, the the business using WhatsApp and uh, between the business using WhatsApp and WhatsApp, right? But also between the business using WhatsApp. To generate business itself, okay, um, and to be able to have access to 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 data that uh, speaks to how the the people who are their clients through WhatsApp um, are using their channel, okay. their WhatsApp channel. Okay, um, so I mean, I, I suggest people go and read up on this. Yes, um, uh, and 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 um, you know, I might if I've misspoken on any issue here. Um, you know, I, I apologize. It's just that's okay. But um, anyway, it's yeah. an important point to put across that. I mean, so many of us, and I think we're mm. all guilty of it, often don't read the small print. Mm. And I think what's happening now is that more and more uh, we need to make sure that we actually do and know what we're signing up for. Exactly. But Frederico, to turn now to to obviously the the issue of data protection, which underpins everything really that we we're talking about. Um, Namibia doesn't yet have a data protection act. Now, um, I think I can say, you as chair of, of Action Namibia Coalition, one of the successes of Action uh, was the fact that we managed to split off the Data Protection Act or bill uh, from the Electron mm. Electronic Transactions, Transactions Act. And Cybercrime Bill. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we basically got government to agree to a standalone law on mm. data protection. Uh, when we get such a law, uh, perhaps in the course of this year, who knows, how is this going to impact um, the situation, re WhatsApp or any other social media for that example? Uh, for example, mm. um, what do you think? What are, what are, what are, what's going to be the benefit to Namibians in terms of their data privacy mm. by having this act in force? Well, I mean, it, it, it's sort of having a data protection um, framework um, will put the issue of how you conduct yourself online um, sort of front of mind for most people because yeah. now people ha will have to take um, an interest in an active interest in who's got access to their data right um, what sort of data is being pr uh, uh, gathered um, you know and, and and how is it being stored how is it being processed that sort of thing um, and and that's something that is has been m sort of missing from public discourse right. in Namibia up to this point. Absolutely, um, people aren't clued up um, about you know the whole issue of 
of, of data and the use of data and who's got access to it and, and the protections, the safeguards. Uh, this has largely been a global north, you know, sort of a, a, a Western discussion. Absolutely. Because data is, is, is economics. Right. Um, data is human rights. Data is, is, is a lot of other things. Um, and, you know, in this, these parts of the world where, where we're still struggling with, um, you know, basics and, and, and trying to get to grips with, with, with issues that are still sort of 20th century, um, issues around internet regulation, issues around internet governance, issues around data, um, um, and freedom of expression and the, all these other issues online haven't really become sort of um, serious public concerns. Uh, yes. And now with, with, you know, with the whole issue around... And what, you know, the, this uh, WhatsApp episode actually, um, I think, has awaken, awoken people, Absolutely. a lot of people, to start thinking about, about the, the issue of data safety. Which is a good thing. Yes. Right. So this is a good thing. Even if it was... Um, uh, misinformation that, that brought a lot of people surely, to this point. Surely, the yes. Th- what I see out of this is a positive because right. now a lot of people are starting to think about, hey, wait a minute, wh- you know, what is happening to my, every how I live my life online? Absolutely. Um, wh- who has access to this? Who can see this? And what, what does this mean for me? So now people are becoming aware of data mm-hmm. and, and what their data, uh, that their data actually has value. Um, and not just in terms of monetary value. Um, so now people are taking an interest. Okay. And hopefully that, uh, you know, that will spur people on um, into thinking about, so what sort of safeguards are on the table? Now, right. Right. Um, the process of drafting um, a data protection law um, for Namibia um, is, as I understand, it, is in its final stages. There is a draft, an early draft, initial draft document uh, um, out there. Right. Um, and I, I have, I asked the Ministry of uh, Information and Communication Technology in the second half of last year how far this process is, and I was informed that um, they still want the law to be tabled um, in Parliament before the end of the twenty twenty. 2021 financial year, which means before the end of March. Right. Um, um, And we're at the end of January now. So so we might actually see um, something something tabled in Parliament um, before the end of March this year. Okay. Um, So although I I think that might be unlikely, but I mean, the possibility is there. But I definitely think something might be tabled in okay. in 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 2021 at some stage um sort of maybe in the second half right. at the latest um so we might actually see a data protection law and uh, in 2020 online consultations were held i right. was involved in some of them right. around data protection so the namibian draft is based on the eu's gdpr okay. general data protection okay. Regulations and it and it was last largely the initial document that we had access to was largely drafted by um, Swiss-based consultants who've worked with other countries on on data protection. Okay, and um, so it's a progressive. Yes, um, so piece it is actually yeah, and and it's important to remember that we are also 
Namibia is one of the only five signatories to the um, uh, African Union's um, Convention on on Cybercrime, on Cybersecurity and Data Protection um, of of 2014. Um, So far, only five countries have have actually ratified it. Um, We ratified it, I think, in 2018, 2019. Um, I'm speaking under correction. So, um, and, and that actually sets you know, quite uh, appropriate standards for, uh, in my view, for, for data protection. Going forward. Um, going forward. So it's a good thing. Okay. Um, um, and, and so we are well on the way to actually having something in place and, and could see something being tabled in Parliament this year. Great. So two things that I see flowing out of that, Frederico, is the first thing obviously is Uh, We talk about data protection, but what does it mean to the majority of our population? So it's important uh, before or after this law is is promulgated, obviously, to make people aware Mm. of the importance of their data and privacy and issues around that. But in the meantime, I guess you join me and probably warn people in the absence of of such a law, and let's hope it... (laughs) The cynic in me is 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 raising its head, but I'm hoping it's not going to take as long as the the Access to Information mm. Act, which has been promised for years, and we still haven't got it. So let's hope, uh, because there is uh, obviously a need for this law, that in the interim, that people really need to take more time to make themselves aware of what they're signing up for, and mm. not just simply, as I say, go to Signal or Telegram or WhatsApp or any other social media platform without really reading the small print and being aware of these things. So possibly that's a good thing. But finally, Frederico, and we're running out of time, but I can't let you go without really asking you about something that leads people to have more concerns about uh, given this situation, and that is the power of big tech. Mm. And this big tech putting themselves in the position of judge, jury, and executioner, so to speak. And really, just finally, do you think we in Africa are just hopeless and helpless pawns in the hands of big tech? And what can users do to really just, with regard to any kind of social media or online messaging service, whatever it may be, that they can really make their needs felt and communicated uh, mm. we seem to be overlooked in the bigger scheme of things uh, some final thoughts on that yes i mean I, I think that that is an accurate assessment that i mean we are sort of at the periphery of right. um you know the global big tech thinking and and that's because they don't really make money in africa facebook doesn't really make money in africa facebook uh, twitter doesn't really make money in africa so you're always going to listen if you're those big technology firms, you're always going to listen to the markets where you make your money. Uh, and, and that's why they, they are quick to react, for instance, when Europeans right. or, or the US or, or whatever the US does anything. Or, or say markets in South Asia, India Correct. and so on Correct. Um, have complaints. And even those ones are complaining about the lack of response when you when you um, when they engage with, 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 for instance, Facebook, for instance, Absolutely. about um, issues regarding, you know, Facebook. Uh, and, I mean, but, but that's where they make their money. They make their money in these big markets. Uh, and those are the markets that they're that they going to, ultimately. yes, they're going to respond to. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, so, so we have to, we have to think 
when we're considering these things, we have to think about it this way. Now, that doesn't mean that we, we, we don't have a voice. There are Facebook, uh, there is a Facebook presence, for instance, in Africa. Right. Um, uh, and, and, and there is a, fa- a WhatsApp presence supposed to be uh, in and Africa. And Google, I believe, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and they're based in South Africa. Um, the Facebook person is also ba- the Facebook people are also based in South Africa, I think, um, but they have West Africa, East Africa um, offices as well. Um, so, I mean, there are ways that we can, and, and there are organisations here in Namibia, for instance, um, through which we can interact or yeah. use as platforms to get okay. our concerns our across. across as well. Um, yes. I mean, within the Action Coalition, we also have people within our broader networks um, who, you know, are involved in Facebook projects or who are in Facebook. I mean, some of, some of my contacts are right. employees of Facebook where we can interact with people. But we, but we need to have a more structured, structured way more of doing formalized. It. I agree. Um, there needs to be, um, you know, uh, you know, an individual can make a complaint to Facebook, and you know, it can be ignored. And this has happened to me as well about around disinformation, where there is clear disinformation um, or clear uh, a clear scam or something, and 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 they don't respond to that. Um, so there needs to be sort of a a more formalized and a, a consumer based. Um, you know, group that yeah. can address, that can escalate people's concerns to uh, Facebook regionally, for exactly. instance, um, or Google regionally, or so forth. Yeah. So that needs to be there. Um, and I think incidents such as these sort of, you know, bring that to light that something like this is missing, not just in Namibia, but, you know, right. all other countries as well. Yeah. But we also need to have these sorts of platforms for where people can raise concerns right. with regard to how local big companies, for instance, right. our, our telecommunications pro- service providers, uh, use our data and what they do with that data. Because they're rolling out all sorts of uh, I- innovations um, that uh, speak to data usage. Um, and data mining and that sort of thing. Right. And we don't know who they're selling it to. They're, they're passing it around amongst Absolutely. themselves, the banks, the telecoms companies. Yeah. Um, and and, and the, 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 your average consumer is not part of that. Don't see what's happening in that this local ecosystem. Right. And we need that sort of um, um, organizing around, firstly, locally, how our, our data is being used, and, and, and then also how, from the how our data is being utilized beyond Namibia's borders, exactly. uh, sort of out there in the cloud and, and, and globally and so on. What is generated from this? Right. Um, so these are issues that, I mean... It, it starts a lot with also uh, conscientizing people about, exactly. about this. And as you say, definitely, I mean, I feel very strongly there's a, there's a big need for Africa in general to hold the Facebooks and the Googles and the Twitters and everyone else in the big tech in general to account. Exactly. I mean, we may not be the biggest market in the in the mm. world, but we count. And you can see so often on the few social media apps that I'm present that most of the decisions being made are made for those bigger markets in the US and in Europe, and there's no real thinking as to how this may impact us in Africa. Exactly. If I think of the measures put in place around the American elections, for example, mm. would they be even thinking about that in our context? So again, maybe you find the U.S. Congress 
can demand that mm. the Facebooks and so on of this world have to account before Congress, maybe our government and our governments in Africa should start demanding the same so that we know where we are as we go forward in terms of data protection. As, as you say, a bigger groundswell of people taking more interest in what is happening around their data and holding big tech to account, but also those other companies here which are similarly taking our data and using it and mm. almost without question. Yeah. So Frederica, just, a last just, thought on yeah. that and then we'll... So, so I think all of what you just said speaks to a, a, a lot more transparency. Absolutely. Around how people's data is being used, right. who's got access to it, right. whether it's governments or so on. So, I mean, um, African governments are constantly, and, and this is what you know, a lot of human rights defenders in the digital spaces have already, there have been a lot of reports on this, um, how African governments are looking at content regulation online. Right. And, and right. it's to stifle, a lot of this is about stifling political expression. Correct. Um, so we also need to have a clearer picture of how regional governments are interacting with these tech companies and what these tech companies are allowing um, Absolutely. Uh, our governments in ter in to, terms to, of to, to, exactly. Content, so so, so yeah. all of this speaks to transparency from big tech, from governments, um, and, you know, these are things... That and more awareness on the exactly, part of users. Exactly. Yes, so these, so these are things we need to start taking an interest in because more and more we're living our lives online exactly. and we're living our lives on WhatsApp and yeah. Facebook and, and, and other um, social media platforms. Um, and so we must guard those rights exactly. very closely in I that mean, space. And, and I don't foresee, even with this, with, with this what's happening now uh, around WhatsApp, I mean, I think most people um, looked at this issue and... And, and said, okay, I'm just going to accept this because, I mean, I've got so much of my life there on that WhatsApp. I don't want to lose I'm it. not going to migrate yes. somewhere else now, take all of that. So, in, and I saw an article last week about, uh, that was, um, in, in, in an international um, platform that said, you know, most Africans have looked at this stuff and said, I mean, we're, we can't, because m most people in, in our countries, I mean, they only have WhatsApp. Right. Exactly. So, this so, is my point about yeah. why so it's a discussion. We, we don't have the choice that they have in, in, in the US or the UK or, or, or Europe and other places. Um, so much of African life um, is lived through WhatsApp yeah. that we're not going to migrate anywhere to Signal or Telegram or wherever. Whatever the conditions yeah. are, and that's the we're point. We're just going right? to accept this. Exactly. This, you know, even exactly. if we're misinformed about them, okay, so they're going to use my data for share right. of Facebook or whatever. So what? I'm, I need, I mean, my life is here on WhatsApp. So, I mean, but we need a lot more transparency. That's exactly. the point. We exactly. need a lot more transparency and, and, and we need to be, uh, uh, we need a lot more awareness raising um, and we need to have a lot more accountability at the end of the day right. for, for, for what's happening in this space and going forward especially. Um, so especially with new technologies that are more invasive and so and on absolutely. and require more data from us all the yeah. time. Yeah. There has to be a lot more transparency and accountability. And I think that's, that's where a, a data protection law comes in right now at a very opportune moment that, that provides people with, with that platform to start thinking about these issues seriously. Okay. So awareness of rights, transparency, yeah. all these issues, very important, and do your homework. I think, Frederica, that's uh, a good way to end it. And thank you so much 
for this discussion. I think it's been very fascinating. It was a pleasure, Thank you.